Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, where two friends sit down and talk about music for a little while, and sometimes, just sometimes, we have a guest join us. My name is Scott. I'm here with my good friend, Brand. Brand, how are you today? I'm good, but I'm secondary in this episode. I'm secondary. I or no, I'm I'm the third wheel on this one. The third wheel on this one. I'm the third wheel. That also that phrase has never really made sense because that means we're talking about like bicycles as the standard of wheel right. vehicles. Sometimes I just like to troll around in a tricycle. Okay, you went that way with it. I meant more like cars are four wheels are the definitive number of wheels mostly. Right, so like but when we hit you don't get third three wheeled wheel. cars. There are three wheel cars. Those little slingshot things, I hate those things though. No, they're, they're, these are actual vehicles in Europe. There's like one wheel on the front, two in the back. Like a clown car? They're little. They're definitely small. Like the Steve Urkel car? I guess like Urkel's car. That's it had that like the door on the front, right? Where it opened yeah, like, it from did. the front. Yeah, I don't remember how many wheels that thing had, but I believe it only had I, three, and it was horrid i believe it got it tipped over easily yeah i'm not saying they're great looking or functionally great but i mean they exist but i guess the phrase third wheel is from like a date essentially like two people and then another person is a third wheel but yeah i don't know this isn't the wheel cast this isn't the car cast (laughs) so no this is the are you listening podcast third annual lucas day Big Luke Dog's here. Lucas? Yeah, Big Luke Dog's here. Hello, Lucas. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I am down in the basement. I am doing fine. I feel like I'm <laughs> the one that should have asked how he's doing. It feels weird. You guys were like literally <laughs> talking to each other in the house 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Yep. Luke, yeah, how are you doing good. today? I'm doing good. How are you, Brandon? I'm good. Are you Are you still down with me calling you Big Luke Dog? Are we still cool with that? Sure. I'll take that as a yes. It sounded (laughs) in the middle, but I'll take it as a yes. But we're here because it's a it's a third record that you're bringing to me. Weirdly enough, it feels like a record that your dad would have brought to me also, although he might have brought me a different one. I think he said last week. Yeah, this is a band I would have like it was on the list for you. 
their first record was the one I was going to bring to you. But yesterday, I mean, not yesterday, last week, you said that you might have heard it anyway and you think you might have liked it. So maybe it's better that Lucas picked this one for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I listened to it and we'll get into that when we get into that. But it was there a reason just forefront why this is the record you chose this time? Because you're two for two with me, Big Luke Dog. Like I, I you were successful on both the other records you brought to me. So is there a reason this is the one you chose? Absolutely no reason. <laughs> okay. Are you really into this record right now? Is that what happened? Or Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Man of many words up there. I usually don't have much on what albums I bring Scott either. It's usually like, oh, all right, well, this is the one we're doing, I guess. So we're also two and a half years into this thing. So, <laughs> yeah, but I actually there that that's we we've dug into some ones that have been long time coming recently. So that's I true. guess there is that's true. We have that 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 queers record was was coming real far from real. Far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was. That was a rough one. This one, I'm glad Lucas brought you this one, especially after you saying you might have listened to the first one from them. So it was a good choice. Thank good you. choice. I did not listen to the first one to see if I did listen to it because I didn't want to hamper opinions on this record. So I only listened to this record. Excellent. Well, let's get into the notes because I, I have some notes on the band and I have the billboard and the releases from the month. So we'll just dive into it. Taking Back Sunday is an American rock band from Long Island, New York. The band was formed by guitarist Eddie Reyes and bassist Jesse Lacey. I was aware. I was aware of that. Were you aware? I wasn't. Really? I know of the controversy later on, the feud between. Like the beef, yeah. Yeah, I know the beef. I didn't know that he was the original bassist of the band. See, that's like where a lot of the the beef comes from, because they were so close and they were really, really good friends and they did start the band together. I just thought they were friends. I didn't think they started a band together. That's insane. That feels like something you definitely should have known. I well, I knew it was I knew the feud was about a girl. Right. And I yeah. I had I, I knew it was about Jesse Lacey, but I had mistakenly thought it was about the singer Adam Lazara. But okay. it was about the front man at the time, John Nolan, who turned into the guitarist and harsh vocals for Taking Back Sunday on the first record. Yes. So I was I all the only thing I knew was that it was Jesse Lacey and it involved a girl. It's insane to me you didn't know that. It's insane to me you didn't know that. I knew that, and I have only recently made peace with the amount that I like brand new because there was years where I fought it and said, I don't like this. I don't wrong. I liked the first record, but there were years and I liked parts of the second record, but there were years where I fought. I was like, brand new fucking, Oh, fucking awful. Jesse Lacey's a monster. Half of that's still true, but yeah, that I've, part's still true. I've made peace with the fact that the brand new's music is pretty damn flawless for the most part. It's really good. Their first three records, I think, are phenomenal. I'll give you three. I'll even give you Daisy's pretty fucking good. I haven't listened to Daisy in a really long time, so I can't give an opinion on it. I'd have to go back and listen to it. But yeah. wasn't there like science or something? Science science fiction. That was the 2019, 2020 record or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't think I listened to that, that one at all. Okay, I did, and it sounds like brand new. Does but it? I was already like on. I was already on the. 
oh man, Jesse Lacey. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of those deals. Yeah. Like he, it was. Yeah. I think I found out about Jesse Lacey in between Daisy and science fiction or like right when Daisy dropped or something. The rumors were out in between the two records. And then after science fiction dropped, then it really came out. Like that's when it was that's, like, oh, this is this is real. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't listen to science fiction and only listened to Daisy a handful of times is mm-hmm. because I think that's when like it got really well known that Jesse Lacey kind of was a monster. Yeah, I mean, the bummer is and I guess you can't really lump brand new into the warp Tour bands, but it was kind of the scene. But I mean, every single one of those bands basically in the scene and for the most part, there's a couple that are that are fine, as we know so far. Mm-hmm. But most yeah. of those bands, they thought they were, I mean, Mick Jagger. They, like, they literally yeah. were doing the thing that they did in the 70s that everybody didn't really care about then. And then by the time yeah. we got to Warp Tour, it was like, hold on. We shouldn't be doing this, guys. But they were still doing it. Yeah, right. <laughs> All the groupies back to the tour bus. Let's go. That being said, and I'm not justifying it, but when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, if I don't know, Arch Enemies, Angela Gosso, like came to me in the pit and was like, hey, you want to come back to the trailer? <laughs> Without a doubt. Here I come. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. If Courtney <laughs> LaPlante would have came and been like, hey, you want to hang out? I'd have been like, let's go, Courtney. Like, let's do what we got to do. Right. Uh, see? It can go both ways, supposedly. Yeah, but it feels it. It definitely no. This is not a conversation we need to be having. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. No, nope. no. This isn't the this isn't the brand new cast. This isn't the Predator cast. <laughs> no, it is definitely not. So the band formed in 1999. Lacey left the band shortly after forming and became the frontman of the band Brand New in tw- in 2000. The band has gone through a considerable amount of lineup changes and not one member of the band has been consistent throughout the band's life. The two longest lasting members are currently vocalist Adam Lazara, who started as a backup vocalist and bassist until 2001, and drummer Mark O'Connell, who stepped into the position after Stephen DeJoseph left with original lead vocalist Antonio Longo in 2001. Uh, at the end of recording their second studio album, Taking Back Sunday consisted of Adam Lazara as the lead vocalist, Fred Mascherino as backup vocalist and lead guitarist, Eddie Reyes on rhythm guitar, Matt Rubino on bass guitar, and Mark O'Connell on drums. I didn't know one name of any of those dudes. I, th- I probably heard the, like, the lead <laughs> guy's name before, but I didn't know any of the other names. Adam Lazara? I've definitely heard the name, but I wouldn't have been able to pull it. Like if you would have sat me down and said, "Hey, name one person from Take It Back Sunday," and if Jesse, Le- if Jesse Lacey didn't count, I'm out. Oh, gotcha. I know, of course, Jesse Lacey. I know Adam Lazara. I know uh, John Nolan. He was so original vocalist, whatever, but went on to be lead guitarist and harsh vocalist on their first record. Went on to form Straylight Run after leaving Taking Back Sunday with his sister. I didn't know uh, that was victory. a connection because I know that band. Yeah. Yeah. They're a victory band uh, that I took in our draft, in one of our drafts. And then uh, Fred Mascherino, he joined Taking Back Sunday for the second record, left and started Terrible Things with the lead singer guitarist of Hot Rod Circuit. I know Hot Rod Circuit, but I don't. I, I've only ever heard like a couple tracks, probably, and I don't know the other. Yeah, they're that you mentioned. they're on the list for me to give you. 
And then Fred also did the color Fred, which is his like solo stuff. And then I think he's back in the band now. The color Fred sounds like a big Warp Tour band. Was that a Warp Tour band? Like would he yeah, have been I'd playing Warp Tour? Possibly, but it was just his solo like acoustic stuff. I think. The, well, I mean, he would have been on like the stage with like the spill canvas and. Oh, could have. Uh, yeah. And actually, I, I may also be thinking of man, because my space was crazy around Warp Tour times. And <laughs> the, yeah, I, I probably got word of Color Fred is there are no social medias like MySpace where music is so supported anymore. Not anymore. No. I found so many bands from MySpace. Yeah. And then so many awful bands also. So <laughs> many awful bands. Yeah. I mean, I had a band that had a MySpace page, so. <laughs> I had a MySpace page for my solo stuff. And I think I had not even a top eight followers. <laughs> I think. <laughs> what was your, well, see, we had a, we had a built in like basement scene. So we had easily 11, but. <laughs> I had my friend, my friend Rick, who I opened for a couple times, my friend Mark, who recorded our demos, Emily, my friend Neil, who worked with me at the van store, and my friend Lauren, who worked with me at the van store. And that was probably it. The fact that you could name every follower. Mm, that's that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's I know. I I can vividly remember our picture, and it was just like uh, there was like a like a before the word meme was even like thrown around. It was like a meme like page where you could like have you'd have like blueprints for images to make, where like you just input okay. other images. So it was a shirtless like I want to say kid, but I don't want to be in Jesse Lacey terms here. So it was like a young man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The shirtless young man in front of two screens at a computer with like lube and tissues beside him. And then on the two screens, we put Mr. Rogers on one and then like our band logo on the other. Oh, wow. <laughs> Awful. That's and terrible. our band name, our band name, I think it's come up on the show before, was Screaming at the Deaf Kid. Yes, <laughs> you have mentioned that before. And I mean, it was because uh, our guitarist couldn't hear anything. So like anytime we were in practice, it, even even if we're not playing a song, we have to scream to fucking get his attention and have him on. <laughs> his name was DJ and we called him Don. So like, Don, Don, <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. Where You Want to Be is the second studio album by American rock band Taking Back Sunday. Dismissive of several early songs, the band wanted to grow musically with this new album, in quotes. Uh, in March 2004, the band began recording at Mission Sound in Brooklyn, New York, for two weeks with producer Lou Giordano, who had done uh, work for Sunny Day Real Estate and the Goo Goo Dolls. I know one of them. I know the name of the other, but I don't think I've ever listened to Sunny Day Real Estate. I listened to Sunny Day Real Estate for a minute. And they don't really have anything I would bring to you, I don't think. Oh, there's one, but it doesn't really mean that much to me. Does that mean you're bringing me a Goo Goo Dolls record at some point? I planned on it. Good. I would I would actually like that. I would like to try that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do that sooner than, rather than later. I'm a big Goo Goo Dolls fan from back in the day. That's, that's one of those guilty pleasure things. Yeah, and you stopped listening at a certain point, right? Probably later than most people, but yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. 
They moved to Water Music in Hoboken, New Jersey to finish up recording the record in April. Musically, Where You Want to Be has been classified as pop, punk, and emo. According to MTV, the album was, quote, driven by punchy, melodic, hardcore riffs and yearning vocals, similar to releases by The Movie Life and Lifetime, with the band expanding its musical boundaries and taking some chances. So this is when MTV was still talking about music. This is when, like, MTV (laughs) said that. Like, that's the only reason I wrote that down is because it's quoted from MTV. Dealing with music, not reality dating TV shows. But I wonder if it was only like (laughs) MTV.com. I could have been. I don't know. They were still employing some uh, musical journalists at the time, but they hid them deep within their website. Yeah. On April 9th, 2004, Where You Want to Be was announced. A week later, the band headlined the Skate and Surf Festival and supported Blink-182 and Cypress Hill in May. The group toured the UK with The Hurt Process and Recover, including a date at Download Festival. From June to August, they were part of the 2004 Warped Tour. Where You Want to Be was made available for streaming via MTV on July 22nd, and it was released on July 27th on Victory Records. So MTV released it. I'm stuck on the Taking Back Sunday, Blink-182, Cypress Hill ticket. How sweet would that be? Mm. I don't really care one way or the other about Cypress Hill. Lucas is stoked for that, but he doesn't know Cypress Hill at all. (laughs) Taking Back Sunday, Blink-182. Insane in the membrane. I don't know, man. That would be... That's why we're so fucked up because these record companies were putting all these bands, <laughs> all these acts together. And then we were like, yeah, this is great. So then we all just started listening to everything. And then bands found it harder to sell because we wanted everything, not just one thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, Blink and Take Back Sunday on the same ticket is pretty wild too. Yeah. Because they're not similar either. What Blink would this have been? Oh, four. Really. That's take off your pants. That's and right after self titled. No, self-titled's oh, 03. Right oh, that's right, yeah. I mean, that kind of makes more sense after self-titled Blink. It definitely makes more sense, but it's it's not like they're playing only self-titled. They're definitely playing, like, some legacy oh, hits. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But then again, I guess their legacy hits were, were more pop-punk. Like, the, there's there's deeper punk in some of those records, but, yeah. I mean, like, Adam Song, Stay There for the Kids, uh, What's My Name Again, Name Again, What's My Age Again, <laughs> those, those are those would work with Take It Back Sunday. So I see that, but the Cypress Hill peppering on that seems crazy. Oof. Yeah. Good for them. They've always popped up on those weird shows. Yeah. Uh, Where You Want to Be debuted on the Billboard 200 chart at number three, selling 163,000 copies in its first week and remained on the chart for 19 weeks. It's a seller. That's a good period of time. Yeah, it is a good period of time. 19 weeks. You're talking five months almost. I mean, it's no it's enigma. But... Oh God, what a terrible record! I think we talked about it last week on the on the show. We actually listened to it last week. It was nothing. It was a nothing record, which makes me just so angry about it. Not not only did we talk about it last week on the show, but it also came up in our Pennywise episode because it was also on the charts in that episode. Yeah, and... I think we've talked about it a few times being in the charts. But in our in, in our Pennywise episode, I vocally refused to look up what it was. 
I said, I'm not doing it. Did you I'm really? not looking it up. I don't <laughs> care. And then, and then it we came up, up again last, last week. week. And then we listened to it. And we should have left it be what it was. We should have yeah. listened. Because uh, now we know being 257 weeks on the charts or whatever it is, people have terrible taste in music. I'm guessing that it just sold to corporations to play in like craft stores. Mas- massage parlors, coffee houses. Yeah. Craft and not stores. even the good massage parlors, like not the ones that you get happy endings at either, like the real massage parlors. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's horrible. It's Victory Records' highest charting release. It support. Uh, it surpassed the previous record held by Atreus The Curse, which peaked at number 34. I love that record. Did you know that record charted? I didn't know that record charted. I think I did because I learned about them from that record. I think I knew about them, their first record, but they weren't like anything big. But then I knew about oh, yeah, that I record, first record from one of the burnouts. We talked about that every time a comes up. It was on burnout takedown, maybe the video game. Oh, right yeah, side of the yeah. Bed was. yeah. And I think I think bleeding mascara was also. And then that's where I learned. I was like, I got to I got to get more into these guys. I knew about uh, what was the suicide notes and butterfly kisses. That's it. That's the first one. Yeah, I, I knew that one when I was in college at OCC in Royal Oak doing photography in the dark room. I was listening to that and making pictures. <laughs> Where You Want to Be became one of the best-selling independent rock albums of the year, selling 634,000 copies by June. As a result of this success, the group signed to Warner Brothers in the same month. The album was certified gold. The following month by the RIAA, Taking Back Sunday was the first Victory Records band with a gold album, although the label did not intend to certify the album. According to Victory Records founder, Tony Brummel, quote, from where I sit, this is another attempt by the RIAA and its major label partners to victimize, abuse, and belittle an independent record company. (laughs) They because they make you pay to get those certified, right? But to have a gold record on your label, it's kind of a big deal. Like I would, I would do it. But like it, it is it's gold already. It's just them being like, oh hey, here's this plaque that proves that it's gold. Like through the right. sales numbers, if you, if that's something you care about, through the sales numbers, anybody can look and be like, look, it's clearly gold. But right. in order to have that certification, you have to pay them to send you that plaque. I get it. I'd still do it. Band manager Jillian Newman responded, I don't understand how a label gets victimized by receiving a sales award. Uh, by September, <laughs> 667,000 copies have been sold and the band's new label, Warner Brothers, had the album certified. Well, yeah, they're a major label. It's, <laughs> yeah, major it's been label. paid for. They have the yeah. gold record plaque. Good for taking back Sunday on this record. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much it could be, but it can't be that much, right? It can't be that much. And we all know Tony Brummel's a dick, so he's just trying to save that money for himself. I mean, he was stealing money from bands for a long time. Who was it that stayed with them the longest? Was it A Day to Remember? Yeah, it was A Day to Remember. Yeah, he just wanted to save that money for A Day to Remember. That's all he wanted. The only reason that I think it can't be that much is because, well, then again, I don't know. Rappers are built different because whenever rappers get their shit certified, they get like 19 things certified at one time. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So like, so like, I don't know. Is there a discount if you get uh, like a, a bunch <laughs> of them? 
Is there? There's got to be well, a I bunch mean, of them at the same time. Here, have a coupon. <laughs> a coupon. Uh, each of the band members would get one. I imagine the record label would get one. The producer would get one. Like anybody who touched the record, you would think would want one. Yeah, I think even like engineers and shit get the plaques. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you see it like videos or pictures from like the studio where it was made and they have plaques on the walls and stuff. So I think anybody who who dealt with a record at all could probably get one. Kick in your hundred dollars and you can get one. Are you telling me the A&R guy gets one? I, dude, I bet he could. I'm trying to be an A&R guy and get some plaques on my walls. Let's 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 make that happen. Let's be We've let's talked be about an this, A&R team. How do you be, how do you get that job? It's like you already have to know. be in the business to be an A&R guy. It's weird. You have to sweep up the studio floors first. No way. You already have to have like a gold record of your own certified to become an A&R guy. <laughs> right. Right. Like anytime I hear about A&R guys post, I don't know, like 98, it's all guys who have already had positions in bands like, oh, the, the, the A&R was the bassist from Integrity or the A&R guy right. is the, the drummer from Chiodos. Like, wh- what is that? <laughs> Yeah, we messed up. We didn't stick with our bands. That's where it all fell apart. That's the notes for Taking Back Sunday and the record where you want to be. I have records released July 2004. I, I don't I don't know what you'll get out of this list, but we'll see. I should have a bunch. Oh, four. I mean, you probably didn't pick the right ones. I might not have picked <laughs> the right ones. I don't know. We'll see. Coming out on the 12th, we have the International Noise Conspiracy with Armed Love. Not that one. Now that I'm thinking about it, I might have skipped some because we'll probably go over them in our in our 20 year list because this came out 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, it did. OK, I mean, yeah. you, you could have said them, though. like they're not surprises. I we could've. both looked at the what came out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, here's one coming out on 13th Evergreen Terrace with At Our Worst. Oh, I li- I'm man. Evergreen Terrace is one of those bands that did a lot for me. And again, with I talk about it all the time. One of those bands that allowed me to enjoy clean vocals because they did it so yeah. well. So that'll be one we listen to coming up. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Also on the 13th, actually the 13th is a big day for releases. Uh, Beanie Man with Back to Basics. I, I know the name. You a Beanie Man guy? I know the name. Uh, also on the 13th, Gutter Mouth with Eat Your Face. I may have listened to a Gutter Mouth record at one point, but I know I've heard Gutter Mouth on comps comps yeah you'll you'll hear this one when we go over it okay sounds also good. on the 13th cattle decapitation with humanure humanure man that's their okay wow i've never said this until right now that's their best record until terasite came out god damn do i love terasite La- was terasite last year right i think i don't know maybe <laughs> i don't remember it being on my i don't remember it being on my year end list but i really did love that record yeah, I know you did. Was it two years ago? Maybe it was two years ago. Yeah, Humanure was the one that got me into Cattle Decap. And then Terrasite, man, they really took it to another level with Terrasite. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Humanure. The cover is also amazing. It's like a human like human blood and a human body being shit out by a cow on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Lu- Lucas wants to see it now. Also on the 13th, we have KRS-One with Keep Right. I've never listened to a KRS-One record, but very aware of who KRS-One is. Yeah, that's why it's not going to be on our 20-year list. I, I'm saving it to give to you. I just got to figure out that which exact KRS-One record, record I want to give you. Oh, I don't okay. know. 
Okay. I got to figure out which one I want to bring you. Also on the 13th, we have Jimmy Buffett with License to Chill. You know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to lock in on some Buffett, I think. I think I'm ready. I am not. Like, unless you're giving it to me. I love Margaritaville. I hate Margaritaville. (laughs) I love Margaritaville, and I love Cheeseburger in Paradise. I am not a Jimmy Buffett guy at all. I might lock in. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Club Dread? It was one of the Broken Lizard movies. Yeah. The guys that did Super yep. Troopers. Mm-hmm. And yep. is it? It's it's Bill Paxton. He plays Coconut Pete. Yes, and it's like yeah. a, it's like a Jimmy Buffett ripoff. Yeah, I remember because I, I didn't like that they, either. They made a record of his actual music, Coconut Pete's music, that I that they then pressed on vinyl that I purchased. oh my god no did you really and I love it. And oh, like, there's God. even clips. There's even clips from the movie where, like, he finishes a song called um, "It's called like Pony Tales Will Get You Tail." Hilarious. Oh, and there's like a drunk girl at like because in the movie they're playing it around a fire, and there's a drunk mm-hmm. girl. She's like, "Play Margaritaville," and then he's like, "No, I, I think you mean Pina Colada Berg." <laughs> and she's like, "No, <laughs> play Margaritaville." He goes, I think you mean Pina Colada Berg, the song I wrote seven and a half fucking years before Margaritaville was even on the map. It's fucking awesome. I love That's everything funny. about it. That's one of my it's one of my favorite movies, and I love that I have that vinyl. It's it's only single-sided, and then the other side is like etched with like it says like Coconut Pete's Pleasure Island. And it's oh, okay. it's like a it's a it's a comedic horror movie, so it's clear vinyl yeah. with like blood splatter in the in the in the center, nice. like a blood pool. It's excellent. I love it. Yeah. Also on the 13th, a band. I've mentioned before Sparta with the record porcelain. No, I don't think Sparta is the other half of at the drive-in. That's not the Mars Volta. Okay. I definitely recall you mentioning them now, but I've never listened. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to save it or if we're going to listen to it for our 20 year records, but porcelain was great from what I remember. Also on the 13th, we have, they might be giants with the spine. They might be. They might be giants. Yeah, I don't think I ever like. I'm aware of who they are, and they did a they did a theme song to a big TV show, didn't they? Probably. I can't remember. I'm pretty off sure the top they of my head. And yet they they were not the they were not the genre that I was into, especially in 04. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also on the 13th, another record. That I'm considering giving you for the list proper, the roots with the tipping point. Obviously, I know who the roots are, but yep, I've never never listened to a full record. Never went to a full record. Nope. Yep. Last one for the thirteenth, Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards with Viking. I don't think I listened to that one. He he probably sold that on his whatnot show for four grand or something. But I don't think <laughs> yeah. I yeah, it's been a while since I listened to it. I think I actually was given a copy. Uh, on vinyl from a friend at work that feels wild well my my buddy at work uh, his name is jim he was i think he found some records that he had just lying around he was like i don't really need them anymore i don't really listen to them and i know you collect so here's a healthy stack and he gave me a bunch of them and this was in there what a friend yeah good guy he doesn't listen to music anymore (laughs) <laughs> well no he does just not everybody listens nah. to vinyl no nah, he shut it down he said i'm done with music and then it does take up a lot of space <laughs> he's a drummer like he drums for a couple bands like he's 
really good. So what you're saying is he just bought a stem player and he only listens to the drum track. <laughs> That's it. Just drum all the time. <laughs> Coming out on the 20th, we have Less Than Jake with B is for B-Sides. Hey, that's the first one I know. Hey, there's one. I listened, I listened to one of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that sounds sure like did. it wouldn't be a good record for me because it sounds like B-Sides. And unless B-Sides means less horns, I think I'm good. Uh, it's the B-Sides from their album Anthem, which was less horn-filled. And more punky? Yeah. Is that the one that had, like, dynamite on the cover yes okay I'm, i know that record i don't know if i ever listened to it in full but i know that record it's super good also out on the 20th friend of the band a uh, friend of the show friend of the band i wish i was uh <laughs> friend of the show hazen street with their self-titled mm-hmm. record hazen street that we covered that that exact record we covered we sure did, because that's the only one they ever put out. It was it was born from an E Town Concrete episode, so that one really came in hot out of the out of the box. It sure did, <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's a good record too. Yeah. Yep. And then on the twentieth, the Dillinger Escape Plan with Miss Machine. Sometimes I'm impressed with things they do, and other times I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what this one is later on in the year when we tackle it for 20 year records because i'm bringing you this one yeah it's on the list that's not you. one that i that's not one that i recall even what the cover looks like so i don't know. i can't pull it either so that says something released on the 24th surprise for me 38 special with drive trade you're 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 a big 38 special guy scott you just had to include it I didn't know 38 Special put out a record in 2004. I didn't know they put out a record past 1970. Scott, we learned the Uriah Heap put a record out in 2023. <laughs> I know. And it, it is a bit of a bummer that those bands, the only ones that get that huge recognition are the ones that burn so brightly that they burn themselves out. Oh, yeah. Like the, the ones that are doing so many drugs and living such a crazy <laughs> yes. life. Got a few more from the 27th, Joni Mitchell with The Beginning of Survival. You ever listen to Joni Mitchell at all? Um, I think a few tracks, but she's had a resurgence past couple years, didn't she? Has she? I don't know. I I, I think I did. only know one record of hers, and it's Blue. That's the big one. That's definitely the big one. Yeah. But I thought she had like a resurgence where she she's doing like Friends of Joni Mitchell shows and shit. Is she, am I thinking oh, of a different really? person? Is Joni Mitchell still alive? I have no idea. I didn't know she was Canadian. <laughs> uh, She's no, definitely still alive. Good She's 80. Her. She's 80. Oh, thank goodness. The person I was thinking of, I think, was Brandy oh. Carlisle. Is who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I think she, she's doing she Friends of Brandy Carlisle? I think so. And I think she performs with Joni Mitchell, okay. too. Gotcha. I think that's what I was thinking of. I can't be sure, but I think so. All right. Sorry. Understood. What's next? Uh, next up, we have Terror Squad with True Story. You a Terror Squad guy? I mean, is that was I think Lean Back's on that, right? That's a I think so. big song. That was a huge song. I can guarantee you I never listened to the record. But oh wow. That track, man. In 04, I was a hefty boy. A hefty, hefty boy. <laughs> And there might not be a better song for hefty boys who have zero rhythm than me and my dudes don't dance. We just pull up our pants and do the rock away. Now lean back, <laughs> lean back, lean back. 
Way back. Didn't even need to dance. You just stand. You just stand there and you just dip just, one shoulder. Just dip one shoulder. That's it. And thought I was the, thought I was the baddest dude in the world. I probably had a I had a Boston College bomber jacket on. A Boston College uh, Eagles hat. I think they were the Eagles. Green hat, like a like a. What were the hats made of before they started being cotton? Like when, or maybe wool. It was a wool hat. Wool, uh, wool hat. A, yeah. A wool flat brim. I had a big chain on. I was doing it, man. I was doing it. Yeah, I was doing something weird. If somebody saw me, they'd be like, what the fuck wow. is going on? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was doing it. Oh, and the, the last record I have coming out July 2004, Kitty with Until the End. Okay. I, I mean, obviously I know Spit. Big spit guy around yeah. here, but I don't know if I'm super familiar with that one. They could have been at the helm and like one of the big, uh, let's say, reindeer driving the new metal sleigh, but then they kind of went off of new metal <laughs> and they kind of just became like a they kind of a metal act basically, like a, a metal band, rock yeah. act. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, because they were there, man. With spit, they 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 could have had it. Like they could have been a huge song. That, yeah, I remember. Kitty, Kitty, you're good, man. I don't know if I've listened to their whole discography, but what I've listened to, they're good. I haven't listened to Kitty in a really long time, so I, I have no idea. Any, I have no idea anything after Spit. I listened to a couple. I think I listened yeah. to a recent one, too. After that, let's get into the Billboard charts. We'll start with the Billboard 200. Week of August 14th, 2004, because that's when Where You Want to Be debuted. I, I went forward in time a bit. But coming in at number five, we have Usher with Confessions. Which I think I just got on vinyl recently. <laughs> Did you really? I think so. I bought the CD. I don't have it on vinyl, but I listened to it at the time. Yeah, I don't know if I need it on vinyl. <laughs> Everybody needs it. Mm, I don't know. Mm, maybe not. Uh, coming in at number four, we have Jimmy Buffett with License to Chill. Good on Jimmy Buffett, man. Chart number four. Those parrot heads come out, man. They come out. They really do. But you know what? Taking Back Sunday, Where You Want to Be, debuted at number three on these charts. Top three. Yeah, which is big, man. Top three is big. Yeah. If you're beating out Buffett, you're doing something right. That's what I was saying. Like, they beat out Jimmy Buffett. I mean, sure, it was 2004 Jimmy Buffett, but they beat out Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) I would say... Buffett got Buffett was huge, went through a little lax period, and I'd say 04, he's already on the upswing again. Like I'd say yeah. 04 Buffett is just growing more because I mean he 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 was bigger than ever when he died. I have no idea. I like I literally stayed away from Jimmy Buffett as much as possible at all times. I mean, there's legitimate restaurants. You know what I mean? Like he's bigger than ever. Yo, I know. Yeah, he's huge. I just don't <laughs> like cheeseburger in paradise. Two pickles and an onion slice. Just give me a cheeseburger in the dining room. No, why wouldn't you want to eat it on the beach with a hammock? Sand. I don't like sand. I like my lettuce and tomato. Pickle something and french fried potatoes. Dog. That's good. I don't like tomatoes. I don't like onions. I don't like pickles. Scott, I don't eat meat. Keep all that off. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, coming in at number two, we have Ashley Simpson with autobiography. Were you an Ashley Simpson guy? I wasn't an anti Ashley Simpson guy. Okay, um, and there she does have she does have two 
uh, two might be pushing it. She has a banger banger at least. And then when she got caught lip syncing on Saturday Night Live, like everybody probably does. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But it was very apparent when she did it. It was so cringy when she did it because she like played it, it off like it wasn't terrible. happening. I don't know. Yeah. It was it was awful. And then she got kind of shit on for that. And I don't think her career ever improved from that. I don't think so. But I'm not anti Ashley Simpson. Okay. And I couldn't tell you for one million dollars what she's up to in 2024. I have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? Coming in at number one, now 16. Oh, yep, there it is. Yeah. We are <laughs> we haven't touched we haven't touched a now in a long time. We're gonna have to draft them, man. We're gonna have to. There's do so it. many. There's so many. I'd we'll rather have... draft the Punkaramas. Here's the thing. We'll have to do like we'll draft the first ten, and then we'll draft the second okay. ten, and then we'll draft the third ten, and then we'll draft the fourth oh, ten, and then we'll draft man, the fifth ten, so and then we'll draft the sixth ten. <laughs> I think they're on sixties now, right? They have to be on the sixties. We're gonna we're gonna make a whole year out of it. We'll make a whole year out of it. Let's not go that far. We'll just throw one in when we need. Just something. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily enough for us and the audience, I have a long list of bands we need to draft before we get to that point. We might, though. And I feel like, man, actually, it's <laughs> going to be way worse for you than me because they didn't really yeah, start. Yeah, it is. No, because the, the early, early ones, I think there's going to be a lot of 90 shit on it that you love. I, I, I can okay. almost guarantee it. We've done this right. before. We've looked up the nows. We're not going to do it now, but yeah, for Lucas's sake, because he does not give a shit at all. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Well, I have the longest running. It's not Enigma, but coming in okay. at 127 weeks, number 67 on the charts still, so still top half, Nora Jones with Come Away With Me. That is crazy. <laughs> I don't. It's I could absolutely name, nuts. No, I couldn't name one thing. No. Yeah. 127 weeks, though. Here is your list. I feel like whenever we do these billboard charts, you are the singles guy. So billboard Especially, Hot 100. Well, this time will be iffy, but let's go. Let's go mm-hmm. August 14th, 2004. Coming in at number five. Sunshine by Lil Flip featuring Leah. Oh, I def wow, I haven't th- I have not thought about that song since 2004. I can guarantee it. <laughs> but you know it. I own the 12-inch single of the prior single, I think. Okay, gotcha. But I I do remember Sunshine. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Wow. I have not hey, thought about that since 04. Good times. All right, what's 4? Four is Turn Me On by Kevin Little featuring Spraga Benz. No idea of myself. I'm pretty sure I know it, but I might be thinking of the Carrie Hilson song, Turn Me On. So I can't I can't say for sure. Okay. Coming in at number three, Confessions Part Two from Usher. Yeah, we saw that one coming. We definitely yeah, saw that one. Coming. Huge track. Huge, huge yeah. track. Coming in at number two. Already mentioned this episode. Lean Back by Terra Squad. Doc, huge song. <laughs> huge song. It's so good. It's it's still to this day, if that's on, it's a little cringy, but it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Coming in number one, we have Slow Motion by Juvenile featuring Soldier Slim. Oh. oh, my God. 
Scott. That that's one for you. That song, that video, everything. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Slow motion for me. Move it. Slow motion for me. I like it like that. She working that back. I don't know how to act. Slow motion for me. I love that song. I love Juvenile. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. See, I told you you were about these charts. <laughs> that and Lean Back were heavy on rotation for me. Yeah, absolutely. Longest on the Hot 100. Coming in at number 50 with 51 weeks on the charts. Here Without You by Three Doors Down. <laughs> How's that one go? I know I heard it. I have no idea. You, but... baby. Is it that one? Oh, is that? Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about the baby part. All right. Are you, are you a three North down guy? I kind of like them at this time, I think. But okay. I, I, I think they were like too radio friendly for me to really get behind, even as a they were, guilty pleasure. They were definitely radio friendly. Yeah. But I, like I, I liked them enough. Like, when they came on in the supermarket, I was like, oh, this is nice. Nice little change up you from. Would, it's it's weird that some sometimes the supermarket songs you despise and other times the yeah. supermarket songs. I like this. It's good to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing about supermarket songs. Like they're either garbage or they're OK. They're never good. <laughs> but for a supermarket song, Three Doors Down is good. Taking Back Sunday, Where You Want to Be, released July 27, 2004. 11 tracks, 43 minutes, 22 seconds. Fellas, not just brand this time. Let's hear what you have to say about the first track, Set Phasers to Stun. Yeah, Now that Lucas is done listening to all the bullshit he could <laughs> not care less about, <laughs> now we're going to get into the actual record. First up, Set Phasers to Stun, first track. Yeah. So for me, this is already extremely comfortable. Uh, this is 100% what I was expecting, essentially, but even a little catchier. Like, there's even a little more pop in oh. it than I was expecting. I knew what Taking Back Sunday okay. was. I knew what I was going to, I knew what I was expecting, but it was even a little catchier. The layering of vocals that almost has that sound like the one vocal isn't even over yet, and there's another one starting before it ends. That is just... Yeah. That is exactly what I was expecting from this. That's taking back Sunday. Like I was going to say, they are a road trip band for our family. Like I'll pick one vocal to go with, and then Emily will pick another vocal to go with. And then Lucas will just try to sing everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Road trip vocal sounds amazing. Like that's the the exact way to explain what that is. A road trip vocal. Yeah, that is, is. That is. Perfect. Uh, And I guess you can say it's Taken Back Sunday because where I'm most familiar with that is brand new, but he was all he was Mm -hmm. part of the formation of Taken Back Sunday. So, yeah, man, does that make sense? Man, does that connect? Uh, This one gave me big brand new feels. But again, that's because that's where I'm more comfortable and what I listen to most of is brand new. So this one was just comfortable for that. Great opening track for me. Big loop dog. What do you got? The lyrics, I'm comfortably confused. I really, really like for some reason. I don't know why. Is that how you feel? (laughs) Do you feel like you're comfortably confused all the time? Comfortably (laughs) confused all the time. (laughs) I wish I could be comfortable in confusion because when I'm confused, I get irritated. and upset. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. He's a teenager, though. That's how they live. (laughs) No, because teenagers usually are uncomfortable at all times. At least from my experience. <laughs> he's but he's confused, so he's comfortable being confused. Fair. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm still all right. confused all the time. 
<laughs> and uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that's just anxiety, though. Moving on yeah. to Bonus Mosh Part 2. It's Love, Make It Hurt isn't great for me. I think this is where I had a disconnect with some of th- this genre is because I never mm. really believed in that and I never felt in that way. So that was a little bit of a disconnect yeah. for me. And then the I Deserve It is the ultimate emo sad boy shit. Like that's ultimate. <laughs> if you listen to this, emo sad boy, here we go. But it is great. And again, the underneath vocals, and on this one in particularly, the screaming underneath the 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 the, mm-hmm. the, the verses is perfect. I think it adds a dimension that without it, I wouldn't then and now I would not enjoy it as much if that wasn't right. Because it's kind of it's kind of putting a mood underneath what's being said. Also, like even if what's being said is this sad thing, it's putting a little anger underneath, and everybody's emotions are so multifaceted that obviously that's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, without without that, I don't even get close to feeling this one, but it's another solid track. Big Luke Dog, what do you got? Well, from what I wrote down, I can tell that I was 100% wrong. Uh, I said that <laughs> I thought you would be thinking whenever you heard this track that you love love because that's you love love all the time, but I guess I was wrong. <laughs> I do love love, but I, I try not to. I've always been of the belief that love shouldn't hurt. <laughs> well... Yeah, he and yeah, he loves the the soft, sensitive love. Making it hurt <laughs> is not 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 appealing to most people with yeah. love. No, most of the hurtful love in my life is familial based, and this is more of a like a relationship based. So it's it's a little different, I think. Like most of the yeah. painful love in my life is family based and i don't i don't i'm i'm full up on that man i don't i don't need, <laughs> any, more need any more of that no yeah. i'm good on that i like that you're trying to guess what i was thinking though but you like this track bud uh yeah it's just not not my favorite okay moving on to a decade out of the influence you want to go on first on this one luke i'm really not like a scream fan but okay. but when it when it starts to scream at the end i really really enjoy it Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Finally. That's that's the gateway right there. I just need to play that on a loop yeah. for you. And then you'll get into screaming <laughs> stuff. He's got to drive that nail farther under his fingernails. Keep going. Keep oh, going. Man. <laughs> We're getting up. This is black metal year for Lucas. We're getting there. <laughs> We're going to get him there. The um the I got a bad feeling about this repeated line is such a taking mm. back Sunday line. Like just repeat yeah. over and over again. It's such a taking back Sunday line. Yeah. And it's a it's a sing along feeling that's very relatable because you can take that oh, yeah. with, at any anyway. Like at anything. Yeah. Yep. To hell with you and all your friends is also great. That's another yep. really solid line on this. And that is yeah. kind of their bread and butter, much like brand new, is they have 100%. these big these big sing along relatable lines that, you know, it's like, yeah, and, you can Yeah, easy on one liners. Easy one-liners yes. that everybody can sing along to that even they might not like fit the lyrical content of the song, but you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, to hell with you and all your friends, it's on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. The, the ending repetition. Uh, when I enjoy what's being repeated, I'm on board mm-hmm. probably more than anyone. Like if, if you could, rep- yeah. if I like what's happening, repeat it yeah. endlessly. So you will learn this at some point with a record I'm going to bring you from a certain group because man, do they love repetition 
And if you don't yeah. like it, you're going to have a bad time. But <laughs> that's where my head went when I thought about this repetition is like, if I like what's being said, I love it. And I'm locked in on this. Oh, sure. It's solid. Another great track. Moving on to the photograph is proof. Parenthetically, I know you know. I know you know everything. I know you didn't mean it. Is peak this. It's peak this vibe, this genre, Taking Back Sunday, mm-hmm. this feeling, this time period, all of it. It's peak this. Yeah. It's just broad enough, just broad enough to allow anyone to make it specific to them and whatever they're going through. And that's what is the key Man. to this music. 100 yeah. percent the vagueness of the lyrics but feel yes. like they're so pinpointed to anybody yes yeah yes when you write this stuff and i think i think some of the more the bands that are trying to do the, like the emo revival where they do write things so specific that's what they're missing they're missing that vagueness missing, where yeah even if you don't like even if you are not agreeing with what they're writing about, but you don't really know what they're writing about, you can still connect mm-hmm. with it because there's something else that you can put tack on to that. But 100% take it back. Sunday does it and brand new does it. I'm sick of, I don't want to like keep gloating on brand new because whatever <laughs> I'm done. This is the last time yeah. I say brand new, hopefully, but take it back. Sunday <laughs> does it so well where it's just broad enough where anybody could hear it and figure some point in their life to put that as yep. and it is perfect it's perfect this that's when it's functions best also another great repetitious ending worth with added layered yelling vocals what a great song here what a great track here big loot dog what do you got i mean you you said already uh it's very relatable it like anyone can put anything into it and get something out of it and it basically entirely what you just said sorry for stealing should have should have let you go (laughs) let's move on to the union uh luke you go first on this one how about that i really like that i never made a scene uh well they came to me i really think it's like he got in trouble for something he didn't do when they like came to them came to him and blamed him for something i like that all of your opinions on this is you're you're deep you're putting yourself deep into this and I, I, I don't think I can anymore. I think that's where, like, you and I listen to this differently because you're in this. Like, when you're listening to yeah. this, you're in this. And I love it. I love it so much. But when I listen to it, I'm putting past me into it. So I'm watching it happen. <laughs> Whereas you're living it, which is excellent. I love that. Because to me, I love that the line, I never made a scene being sung increasingly in the most scene making voice you could ever make. Like you just start <laughs> shouting and yelling. Yeah. It's like, he's saying I'm not smashing this while he's stomping on something like that. that that's <laughs> what I see in my head, but it's another uh, perfect representation of what this is. It, the song starts light and easy. He's pleading his case. And then he launches into, I didn't make a scene. It's like, Hey, easy, bud. You're making a scene now. Settle down. <laughs> You're making a scene right now. <laughs> It's aware of itself, but it's also unaware of itself. And I love that for this song. So this album's crushing up until this point. It's it's kind of crushing as expected because I was I wasn't expecting to dislike this. I was expecting to like this mm-hmm. coming into it. And I may be liking it more than I even expected at this point. So another That's another awesome. great song. Moving on to New American Classic. So an acoustic track. This one, I'm so curious about this one. After we just build up from a song starting slow and then gaining energy and gaining energy and almost getting to like a fever pitch towards the end of that song. It's about like the scene. That's that's the thing. 
the end of the union is like the highest energy point on the record at this time, at this point. And then you could take the union from beginning to end. And then you could also stretch that out. And from beginning of record to, to that yeah. end of union, it's also the same. Like we were building energy That's what and I'm then saying. we reached the peak yeah. of the energy. Yes. So then, and then on New American Classic, we start with the, it starts off super acoustic, super soft, and it, it, it helps this track. And it's definitely, by the way, this is definitely one I've heard before. I, I know this song. Oh, so okay. at one, there was a little bit of recognition. I don't know where, I, I can't really say nostalgia because I can't place where I heard it before, but I've definitely heard this mm-hmm. one before. The just ask the question, come untie the knot. Like that is the part that I vividly remember in my head. Okay. The placement is fantastic. It's in it being a real good song also helps that placement because it's it's a nice respite from the energy we've had. Without it, we probably would be exhausted without the next couple with, with like the next couple songs. So like this gives you a bit of a a bench to take a break in your walk through the park. Sure. Yeah. Okay. What do you got, Big Luke Duck? It definitely changes the mood of the album with its like slower, more acoustic vibe. Uh, and it reminds me of a dashboard confessional song. One in particular, I, I or just kind of dashboard itself? No, just dashboard itself. Okay, all right. As somebody who's only listened to a few dashboard songs, I get that because I there's a part of me that before I was into any Taken Back Sunday or any of this music at all, I would have put dashboard and Taken Back Sunday close on like bands that were similar. Now, I don't think that's true, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I would have then before I was into them. So uh, just as a note, this song, New American Classic, ends the A side on the vinyl. That checks out. That sounds perfect. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it should do. Yep. Moving on to I Am Fred Astaire. Uh, we're easing back into the energy with this song, and it's perfect. You're not just like kicking it off and running at 100 miles an hour again. You're easing back into it. <laughs> it it's It plays its part on the record. It fits on the record well. I have no problems here, but to me, this one's probably an album cut. Yeah. Because it comes after an energy reset and you're kind of getting yeah. reacclimated to the water, but it's still a good song. To me, it sounds like he he had like an old friend who betrayed him and or something and he wants revenge to me. Okay. Again, this is this is us listening differently and I love it. <laughs> I love yeah. it because I was <laughs> yeah. I was so on the wave of energy that I don't think I ever fully even dove into this track like i was just i was coming down and then we were down and i was revving back up and i was just sitting there warming up again i don't think i ever even like dove into that track in that manner so i'm glad you're here to add that (laughs) good job bud yeah moving on to 180 by summer another ripper another ripper here i am a big fan of of lyric evolution like when Mm -hmm. the lyrics start i don't think I'll, i'll ever come back down i don't think i'll ever come back like it, it goes from, I don't think I'll ever come back down to, I don't think I'll ever come back through the vocals being sung in like almost a frantic way. I love that evolution of it. It's great. However, this might be why I never got into taking back Sunday the way I did some of their contemporaries, because when they are singing, singing, it's not super easy for me to catch all the words. Okay. I wasn't a big sit down with the booklet kind of guy. I was a big sit down with the booklet kind of guy. I was if I bought a record, but if I'm if I'm at my friend's house and he has it on, it's not going to catch me because I'm not I'm not sure. catching a lot of it. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about him, but like brand new when they're doing this stuff, it's kind of very 
it's you can hear every word like it's very mm-hmm. that that's why I got more into that than I think they did. It's really good and I like it, but that's why I never got into them back then is because when they're singing, singing, when they're getting into it, into it, it's not yeah. super easy for me to catch it, catch it all. And sometimes I'm just right. like, oh, I heard a word. I heard one word. I don't it's know a what word. that is. <laughs> but that being said, when I get into these lyrics and the whole like my best side is your worst impression, my best thought is your worst invention. Yeah. Holy fuck are those top notch. Some of the best lyrics written and perfect for this genre. They could even transcend this genre, but for this genre, mm-hmm. those are fucking flawless lyrics. They're flawless. Amazing track. Yeah. Again, I put myself like into it, and it to me it sounded like she had some issues with him, and he like wants to know like desperately what they are. And that that's I think that's a lot of this genre too like there's always some shadow woman <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> i'm glad i'm glad we can say woman nameless and, and faceless yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah but there's always some like shadow nameless woman that and again i'll get your it's broad enough so it also doesn't have to be a woman you can listen to it from the other side and you could put mm-hmm. that on somebody you can place that on somebody it's yeah. fantastic i love it yeah Moving on to number five with a bullet. And just when I complain about something, they make me look like an asshole. (laughs) The lyrics on this one are super clear and super forward. Another Mm. solid track. The beginning of this track, Scott, I think I've asked you about these guys before. Have you ever listened to a full sugar cult project? Yes. Which one? I just never got into them. Uh, Start static? static something. Yeah. The one with the guitar cord in the front or the. So you've never listened to, I think it's palm trees and power lines or something like that. Ooh, I don't think so. Okay. I've listened to a few of their hits. That may be coming at some point. Yeah. Lucas, you probably heard what? Uh, bouncing off the walls. Oh, I'm yeah, bouncing off the walls one. again. That was off. That was off yeah. start static. I believe. Yeah, yeah, I know that uh, song. Pretty girl as well. The the beginning of this track gave me a sugar call vibe. That's what, and and I I think it was the power lines and palm trees. I think that's the name of the, tr- the album. I don't know, but it gave me a vibe okay. from that record, which made me have to ask if you listen to that record because now it's going to be on the list because I love gotcha. that record. There, there's a couple right. ten tracks on that record for me, so it, it might cut you. Oh way. wow! And okay. Lucas, if you if you feel like joining in on that, by all means, you're welcome. <laughs> because <laughs> if you like this record I, I imagine you would like that record but what do you got on number five with a bullet i love this song <laughs> that that's what oh, i got wow. written down because i genuinely really do love this song that i don't have much else to say that's fair that's enough that's enough this song uh it's the title of the song comes from my favorite movie of all time, uh, High Fidelity. I was going to say The Mask, but you, you beat no. me to it. <laughs> no. Uh, it's also a book. I've read the book, but I first enjoyed it as a movie. Moving on to Little Devotional. Said I'm going to have myself in shambles. Phone your, fo- phone your folks. They're up and looking for some answers. The little uptick at the end of Answers when they sing that for lyric. Looking for some answers. That yeah. again is perfect. This when you change yeah. something to what's essentially not even a word, but change it yeah. into a lyric 
that works so well. It's so sing alongable. That's not a real phrase, but it is. It's great. <laughs> it is now. That part alone, if you only had that phrase in there, this would be a killer track. But then the rest of the track is good also. But looking for yeah. some man says it's so fucking good. It's so Love fucking it. good. Another strong, good track here. What do you got, Luke? Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. It just didn't make a great French impression to me. It's okay. just it could be taken off the track. It's there. It's an album album cut for you. Yeah. All right, fair. And now the closer. All right. Slow dance on the inside. First off, excellent closer. The vibe, the pace, all of it's great. The only negative here. And I did much research to see if I was hearing it wrong or if all of the lyrics were wrong. I could care less is not a fucking phrase. It's not. I I could care less means you could care less. Like that's you could how care that less. Works. Yeah, it means you. It means that you care a little is what that means. Yeah. So yeah. the phrase is supposed By to be way, I couldn't care less. If you recall when we covered Devil Driver. He had, they had a song. I could care less. Same thing. Same thing. Not and a I'm phrase. Pretty sure I, I'm pretty I'm sure I talked shit on it because that's not a phrase. Yeah, yeah not a phrase. I yeah. get what they were going for. I get it. And it's still a good closer. It's still a good bow on the record. That's just me being a pedantic prick. But <laughs> I could care less. Not a phrase. Not a phrase. For the last time, I put myself into it, and I... To me, it sounds like he wants to apologize for, like, taking it for granted or something, but he keeps, like, taking it for granted even though he wants to apologize. I don't know. I just got confused during this one. Comfortable. (laughs) Comfortable confusion. (laughs) Comfortably confused. That's you. And, I mean, that is a lot of the energy this record puts out, though, and this genre as a whole. Like, they put out that there's no clear black or white. Most things are gray. So like, even yeah. th- if you feel a certain way, you, most of it is, Oh, you should feel guilty about feeling this way, but well, come on now, settle down. We, we we're allowed to feel how we feel. Don't make us feel guilty for feeling a certain way. Dickhead. <laughs> right. All right. So top three, top three, my three. Yeah. My number three is new American classic. Good one. That surprises me. What do you got for three? What do you, I want to hear threes. I'm not, I'm not running up mine. Oh, okay. I want to hear, hear everybody's threes. Mine's 180 by summer. Super good track. Okay. Lucas, we got uh, this photograph is proof is more than a three. All right. Well, I don't even need to read my three because that's the order mine are in. <laughs> oh, really? So, so your number two is 180 by summer. And my number one is photograph is proof. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> well, my number two, my number two is this photograph is proof. Okay. <laughs> Look, what's your two? Mine is a decade under the influence. Okay. Okay. Yeah, good track. And then, Brand, your number one is This Photograph is Proof. Correct. My number one is number five with a bullet. Okay. I, yeah, I saw that one coming now that you talk yeah. about your high fidelity love. And Luke, oh, yeah. what's your number one? Number five with a bullet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby. The together. The, the house the house always wins. That's true. Good stuff. So look, you put yourself in all have you have you ventured into more of this genre or are you just kind of enjoying this record for what it is and then just kind of doing that? Is there a is there a part of you that wants to go more into even more taking back Sunday? Or I mean, oh, if you want to be sad, brand new. <laughs> yeah. Uh in that case, I think I just enjoy the record as it is. 
Okay. So there's no, there's not party that's like, man, I need more of this. You're, you're, this gives you what you need. I mean, occasionally I get like a certain point to where I like, I either want to be angry or I want to be sad. Mm -hmm. And then I just go ahead and listen to different types of albums. Well, luckily this one has angry and sad in it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that helps you. I I was just curious. I was just curious because like, yes, this record is a very, there's a lot of teenage sentiment in it, but mm-hmm. it's also, there's also a lot, there's also a very mature way of looking at it from the outside. I think like it's, it's being written by an adult about a teenager, which is most of the emo music, I guess most of the seed music. Yeah. Was that. yeah. Um, and I, and I think that probably also lends itself to why you were putting yourself in the songs because you're still living it. You can't look at it yet. So I guess that yeah. that's probably where it is. And I love that. I love that we had both viewpoints on here. Cause I, 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 it was hard to me to put, I can't put 33 year old me in these songs. It doesn't, that does not work. <laughs> Let me tell you about trying to put 41 year old me into those songs. Poof. Scott, we're not talking about you go comb your gray hair or something. Um, we got it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be over here. <laughs> but I, I love that you're putting yourself in this and I'm, I'm looking forward to, I don't know, 10, 15 years, you listening to this record again and seeing it the other way. I, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's what's most interesting to me. And that's mostly what Scott and I are doing now is, mm-hmm. is the things that we listened to when we were your age and listen to it the way you're listening to it, revisiting them now and seeing them completely differently, but also falling into that nostalgia that we felt then it's really great. And I'm, I'm glad to have you along for this ride. And I look forward to the next time you listen to this record later down the road. So I guess it's time to ask me the question, Brandon throne, own phone or groan. Well, I mean, it's definitely not a groan. Obviously it's a great record. It's not a phone. I would own this thing in a heartbeat throne. I could, I could see it getting there because it is a great, great record. It is a really great record. I think if I would have had any nostalgia attached to it, it would probably be a throne record, but other than a couple little pieces of like, oh, I think I heard this. There's not a lot of nostalgia connected to it, but it's an easy own, easy own, without a doubt. Three for three. <laughs> three for three. There you go. Yeah. You do own this, right? Yes, I own it. Yeah. Yep. Lucas, do you own this? I just because I don't have such an extensive uh, <laughs> record collection, I have it on my phone. Well, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> through the transitive property, technically you I was own this because your dad owns it. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I die, he'll own it. Well, maybe when he sneaks out with, with, with to go get some donuts or something, just grab it off the shelf, you know? Take it to your room. <laughs> <laughs> He's not gonna notice it's missing. He he won't notice it's missing right away. No way. Not especially after we just <laughs> covered it. Maybe if it was before we covered it. No, not now. He's not even gonna think about this record for another month. <laughs> at least for a little while, at least, yeah. Alright, so this isn't all we were listening to though. No. Lucas, you got a record of the week? Mine, the one that I was listening to this week, I had to go back to make sure I didn't say this last time, uh, was Throne of Irons Adventure 1. Oh, yeah. I don't even, is that that D&D metal band? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay, then I'm aware of what it is. I've never listened, but I'm aware of what it is. Yeah, exactly. Scott, uh, Scott that was your record of the week at some point, wasn't it? I've, I, like in our first year of doing the show. You were you were ruined to it. So what's your record of the week this I week? I love that record. My record of the week this week is one you actually told me about. Uh Spencer Burton with North Wind. 
Yeah. 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 That, that closer voice, got you. That closer has me 100%. Uh, his voice is so buttery smooth. He's Canadian singing country music. Didn't know that was a thing. Um, but isn't there a part of it that makes it easier to listen to? Because you're so not like thinking Because I know there's no 100%. Yeah. Once that, <laughs> once that <laughs> North Ottawa song came on, I was like, oh, I can actually feel comfortable listening to this. Yeah. Uh, but man, it, you're, you're, you're not expecting something like oh, yeah. super Southern. against everything you believe in. <laughs> yes. 100%. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, I... Like I listened to the record a whole bunch this week. Um, I love I love the dandelion song about the dog. Yeah, I, absolutely. I absolutely love it. And then yeah, that closer is a crusher to me. Super good. And I mean, I will say I had no idea who he was, but that mm. album cover drew me in enough where I was like, wow, this looks like some like some sixties album covers, like sixties album yeah. art, and I. Yeah. I got into it and I listened to it and I liked it a lot, but did that come out this year? Yeah. It came out like a month ago, two months oh, ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Record of the year for you up there. It's, dude, it's going to be up there in the, it's, it's going to oh, be up there in contention. New country list, new country list. So United I'm going to have to, year list. I'm going to have to look up country, new country releases this year. That's going to be a thing, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, <laughs> my record of the week is a 20 year old record that we listened to this week. Mm. And man, I knew what I knew what I was getting. Cause there are crazy hits on this album, but yeah. I don't think I was going to enjoy this album as much as I did. Kamikaze by oh. Twista. Holy oh shit. yeah. Twista. Man, that was really good. Like it's insane that he can rap the way he does, but also yeah. make hooks the way he does. And also, changes flow up enough while rapping like that to make it sound just a bit different. Like that's what separated him from all those speed rappers at the time is he knew how to change it up and he's excellent. For sure. I never really paid that much attention to Twista, but yeah, yeah, there, there were so many hits on this record and then I just wasn't prepared for how good the whole thing was going to be. It was crazy how good it is. It's it's, it was really crazy. And I'm, I think before I tried to get it on vinyl and I think it was a little too expensive. And then I looked it up oh, recently yeah. and it's not that it's not that bad anymore. So oh, it's going to be coming my way, maybe coming my way at some point. Nice. So um, another success for you, Big Luke Dog. And yes, all I want to say is, well, happy birthday, obviously, first off. <laughs> yep. But Thank also, you. do you think that you're ready or willing to have us give you a record to come in here sometime. That's what I was saying to my family uh, for like multiple times over the last week, I think uh, that I think next time I'm going to make you guys give me one. (laughs) I mean, I would even be willing to do two episodes for your birthday where you bring us one and then we bring you one. I'm, I'm down for that. I'm, I'm fine with that. I love when you're here. It's, it's great for the show. I mean, your dad scolding you before the show is awkward, but (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't scolding. Somebody just has to put him in his place sometimes. Oh, Jesus. I think it would be interesting. I think it would be interesting because there are some big records that Scott and I, that mean a lot to both of us. 
And if you mm-hmm. haven't heard them, I think it would be very interesting for us to dive into you with them. Even if we don't even have to put like pressure on them to be full episodes, if you don't want, because I don't want you to come in and think you have to say everything. We could like absolutely do mini sods with you if you want. But yeah, that's that's something we could do because there's some big records. I mean, just off top, I think of like the used. There's some used records that are big for Scott and I that yep. I think would be interesting to get your take on as a new listener. <laughs> but again, up yeah. to you. No pressure. He knows some. He knows yeah, some hits not... from the used. But but I mean, the yeah. used are a. When you get a full record, Huge. you get you you get the used. <laughs> yeah, it's something different. Yep. I keep telling. So whatever you want to do, I keep telling Emily that I want to bring him Lil Wayne, and she keeps telling me I can't bring him Lil Wayne. Yeah, I was like, but he's already Ooh. technically listened to it when he was a baby. Yeah. Just. <laughs> and I and I think it I think if 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 we go the mini sode route, which we could, we could even bring you some like we don't have to go track for track with you if you don't want. You could just give us we could even do this. We could give you five records to listen to, and you could just be like, I didn't like this one, I like that one, I didn't like this one, I like that one. <laughs> and then if there's one that you care about a lot, we could go into that one at, at, at length. But it's also a way where I could bring you some some absolute stuff that is way out of your wheelhouse the, the that way you don't feel pressure to be like oh i don't know what to say to brandon about this i don't know i don't know what this is <laughs> <laughs> also you wouldn't have to hurt your dad's feelings if he gives you something oh, yeah. that you're like oh dad this is kind of shit <laughs> I mean, the most the most that would happen is i would get grounded when do i ground you wow grounded for your musical opinions wow scott I mean, it's, com- I don't know. it's coming out to music I don't grab right. him at yeah. all. At least the moment he goes out of the house on his two-hour runs, you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'd be willing to do uh, a full episode if you wanted, uh, two full episodes, episodes, whatever. Yeah, I think right, we'll absolutely fun. do that. We'll absolutely do that. Um, so all that's left, though, is, yeah. Scott, I gave you a record for next week. I gave you a record. You, Yeah, you got to give me one. Um, I got to ask because I did search our episodes and I didn't see it, but I, I think maybe I had you listen to this otherwise, but you might not have listened to it. Um, have we covered okay. Ringworm? The album would be Justice Replaced by Revenge. I feel like I think there was a mention of Ringworm. I, I know I've mentioned this. it, but yeah, it feels like I don't know because it felt like we may have covered it. I don't think we covered it. I don't know this cover at all. Okay, so I think we're good then. It's the it's like the tri skull with the cross. Yes. Okay. Yep. No. No idea about this at all. Okay, we'll dive into it then. That'll be the one. So okay. we'll do ringworm. That's it. Justice replaced by revenge. Out of everything I've brought you, these vocals might be the toughest for you. <laughs> oh, great. And- and I've brought you <laughs> Cannibal Corpse. And I don't mean... You sure did. I don't necessarily mean deciphering. I just mean... Basically, I'm saying this so you're prepared. So it's not like, okay. oh, like I just I just want you to prepare. And then maybe even think they're going to be so bad that you hear them. And it's like, oh, that's, that's not that bad. So that's okay. So next week, Ringworm, Justice Replaced by Revenge. Just to give you an idea of what the guys like the guy, the vocalist, he's the vocalist, wrote the lyrics, produced it and did the concept. 
Um, vocals, lyrics by c- produced and concept by Human Furnace. So just, just, just <laughs> great, great. <laughs> so uh, Human Furnace coming into your ears, Lucas. You're more than uh, happy. You're, you're more than welcome to listen to that and then give your dad your opinions because. I know um, you don't want to be on that full episode. He's going to listen to the first 10 seconds of this and be like, nah, not for me. Uh, yeah. If he said he doesn't really like the TBS, the Taking Back Sunday screaming. Yeah, this is a no-go. no-go for him. But Yeah, I had a feeling. Yeah, so, so Take It Back Sunday was a success. Your birthday episode a success. Three for three with me. Success. Yeah. Nice. Happy birthday, bud. Thank you. Yes, happy birthday from Are You Listening as a whole, as well as me <laughs> individually. And I'm sure your dad got you some kind of gift. I don't know. Maybe maybe he got you this record on vinyl if he cared about you at all. How do you like that corner? <laughs> I put you in? How do you like wow. that corner? How do you like that corner? I put you in, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at a whale pod. Follow us on Instagram at a whale pod. Send us an email at areyoulisting.pod@gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. All right, listeners, thank you for listening. Listen to something new. Listen to something you love. Homework. Yeah. Scott, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. Lucas, happy birthday. Thank you for thank joining you. us. It's always fun. It's thank always a good time. Me. Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? Cheeseburger in paradise. Just give me a cheeseburger in the dining room. Big spit guy around here. Comfortably confused. That's you. That he doesn't listen to music anymore. For Lucas is saying, because he does not give a shit at all. When it starts to scream at the end, I really, really enjoy it.